Hello and welcome to The Social Recruiting Show. I'm Katrina Collier, social recruiting trainer and speaker. I'm, of course, joined by the ever-fabulous Audra Knight, employer branding genius, uh, nerd. I don't know what I'm calling you this week. Whatever you are. Fabulous indeed. Today, we actually have Audra's colleague, Ashley Bosch from Tenable on the show, talking recruitment, marketing candidates and all sorts. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Super excited to join Audra. Woohoo! Well, and you too, but... <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, I know. Well, considering you work together all the time, you think you'd be running a mile. <laughs> yeah, we do chat quite a lot during the day about, since we're both super uh, employer brand nerds, we like to go back and forth about stuff. So you thought um, you'd share it with that, us. <laughs> yeah. For people that don't know um, your career, Ashley, will you start by kind of telling people how you got into our space? Because it's pretty unusual or niche these days. Yeah, sure. So first of all, hi, everyone. Super excited to be here. But um, I actually found employer branding before I really even knew what it was. So it was very interesting. Um, I actually did technical recruiting for five years um, at a couple of different tech companies. And I started to do community management for the dev team, oddly enough, at my last job. And so I was managing their social media accounts. And I was really driving engagement with those teams. And then I realized, actually recruiting could really use this help. So I started to pitch it to the team and said, I think this is something called employer branding. And I didn't realize <laughs> that it was a thing. So it was it was pretty funny to, you know, I'm like, oh, I, I coined this term, but obviously I did not. It was <laughs> for many years. Um, so I ended up kind of pitching that idea, but they weren't quite ready to do it yet. Um, so then I ended up moving to Tenable. And the reason I, I ended up taking the opportunity with Tenable was because they had someone like Audra and she was doing a fantastic job with really driving employer branding efforts. And so I came on as a recruiter, but I came with the idea in the back of my mind that I wanted to join Audra's team one day. So <laughs> I was fortunate enough to have an opening and I kind of slid in there and, and did some movement um, within Tenable after a couple months. So now I work with Audra and I manage our social media accounts as well as our events, um, email marketing. There's a bunch of stuff that we're, we're a dynamic duo at Tenable. So is it all about the pink? You have to have like pink earrings and pink hair to work in the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, to, I have to wear pink every day. On Friday, yeah, so. To match Audra's hair. Um, I, yeah. Comment from um, Michael. I, I don't know if it's Krauss or Crow, so I apologize if I mispronounce your name. Love your background. Everyone's loving your background. <laughs> oh, thank you. Home, home goods, everyone. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Matt Darren complaining that you were stolen from him. <laughs> That's right. She didn't miss a beat. Someone left and she said, Audra, let's have a quick chat. I'm in. I'm in. Matt's <laughs> still out. pretty yeah. upset about it, but you know. Just go straight in. losing out to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you've been now with. Uh, it's been a good year since we've been working together, right? A year and a half. Yep. So yeah, how has it changed over those 12 months, being that it was it's still the new? Yeah, so I, I don't know. I feel like um, it's still been, you know, a huge change moving into this role, but also, you know, with the, the work that we're doing within employer branding and recruitment marketing, um, having two people was really awesome. I, I don't know how Audra was doing it without the help, uh, but I think we've really been able to focus on targeted content, which was really exciting. And I know the topic today is treating candidates like customers, but really getting into, you know, how can we improve the candidate experience and what does the employer branding team do to reflect that? So I think there's kind of this battle of, you know, is it the recruiter's job? Is it the employer brand's job? You know, is it the hiring managers? But it's really Everyone? All of us kind of working together. So yeah, right. that's been a huge change even in the last couple months. 
Yeah, and actually this summer we've been fortunate to have uh, two interns, which has been awesome. We have one um, girl, Caroline, who helps us with uh, events, but also social media, graphic design. She does all sorts of cool content stuff. Um, and a video one, Gabe, which has been great too. So that's been huge. I highly recommend looking at some interns for those. And they have some really great fresh ideas, which is good too for us. So what's you been doing that's fresh ideas? With, uh, like, say, the video, for example. Well, what's cool is that they don't have a recruitment background. And we made a point of that you didn't need it for what we're doing. Because mm. I think for myself, I prefer someone with a marketing background. Because I know the recruitment side. So I can teach them that. And they yep. can bring in some new marketing ideas for me. Um, that's been really good. It's getting their different perspective. Yeah. We, and actually, we both come from recruitment. So it's good to have different you know, people from marketing side. That's been really great. How have you found yeah. that change over then, Ashley? Because I find when I'm talking to recruiters, a lot of them don't understand brand or like personal brand or employer brand or, you know, the, how have you found like picking up all of that, the terminology and the different ways of working? So I, I think Audra and I kind of had this agreement that we both have marketing minds. So that was an advantage. You know, I studied common PR in college and I really liked the idea of it, but I didn't really want to, you know, be like a PR specialist at a firm or anything like that. So I ended up taking a recruiting role, but when I got into it, I, I think it was just a matter of how you think about it. It's really making the recruiters lives easier by bringing them the right talent and engaging with them. So it was really just the way that you think about it. And I think that's how it was easy to move into it because it's like, okay, forget the lingo for a second. Mm. What are we trying to do here? And it's like, okay, we're trying to bring in talent. Forget the, you know, the marketing or recruitment marketing or mm. drip camp, drip email campaigns. Like we're just, we're reaching out to candidates yeah. and we want them to engage and apply. So it was kind of going back to basics. And then I think as you start to network with other people in the industry, you start to get the lingo, but mm. that wasn't really a primary concern, at least for me, it was really, okay, what are we trying to do here? And then going from from that. Yeah. Mm. I think we've had to learn the lingo too on the marketing side from other mm -hmm. resources because we did come from the recruitment side. HubSpot, yeah. I'd I'm say, is a great. Learning. <laughs> yeah. HubSpot's fantastic for that. They have these free certifications. That's when mm. I learned about buyer personas, um, inbound methodology. And then I could take that back to recruitment. That was huge. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it's, it's definitely a different way of thinking as well mm -hmm. so, oh, definitely. and I, I find that's quite hard because if I'm saying to recruiters I just say like looks like somebody worth talking to like when you just look at just you know filling out profiles and stuff like that but if they get hit with personal brand they're like oh god that's going to involve loads of work oh so and that's where you guys <laughs> can obviously help if a company's lucky enough to have employer branding as well yeah yeah, yeah we wouldn't look at working with our hiring managers Ashley's been doing workshops mm. um, LinkedIn optimization for the hiring managers because it's even better than the recruiters if you can get them having a great brand and reaching out to candidates. Mm. If they're going to have a higher higher email rate or higher email rate or phone call, whatever. But um, yeah. so that's one thing actually we're working at. So it's perfect because she's at headquarters, so she can actually do workshops in person, which has been great. So tell us more about what you're doing with the hiring managers, Ashley. Spill the beans. Share the trade secrets <laughs> so we can all copy. So, yeah, I mean, we you know we're always preaching that everyone's a recruiter and it's not just the recruiter's job and. Um, part of the brand is making sure that we're, you know, consistent yeah. across the board and everyone's getting the same candidate experience. And so mm -hmm. part of that is just making sure that um, there's kind of two parts to it. One, the hiring managers have an inviting LinkedIn profile. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, on the flip side of what I do, another part is I will teach students how to find the appropriate contacts that you at companies that they're interested in um, working for on LinkedIn. Yeah. And so I encourage them to look for hiring managers profiles. So then I have to go back to the hiring managers and say, you need to do something with your profile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's more of like, you know, some of it's the basic stuff, like making sure they have a picture because a lot of them uh, they don't yeah. want to have the picture, especially yeah. in the security space. They, they really try to push back on it. Mm. Um, but so it's really just education on how to optimize your LinkedIn profile, how to market yourself, but also market Tenable as a company. Mm. Um, so it's, yeah, it's very tricky because we have to make sure that one, we're not asking them to just be brand advocates for Tenable, you know, where we're forcing it on them. But mm. at the same time, we want them to feel like they're marketing themselves. But also, we don't want them to market themselves too much and then get poached. So, but that's kind of <laughs> a getting, risk that you have to take. They're getting approached all the time anyway, to be fair. Right. So, yeah. that, that's it's a little bit It's funny, the uh, photograph thing, because I was just um, trying to get someone's photo for Disrupt HR. And I'm going, I can't see your photo. This latest thing with LinkedIn that automatically sets it to only your first level see it. Hmm. And she went in and it, but it's set right. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to actually make sure that they go in and change it in the settings that everyone can see it. Really? So, I wonder yeah. if it's in the settings. Yeah. Actually, I don't think the screenshot's still on my desktop, and I'm so not opening my settings to show you that. Wow. Oh, it is actually. <laughs> or is it? But I feel like I see photos of people that are second connections. Yeah, no, but they might have it set that way. Yeah, so if you go into your settings under site preferences and showing profile photos and make sure it's set to all LinkedIn members. Because if it's set to your <laughs> network, it's like, yeah. I'm pretty sure all our recruiters have that too and hiring me. Yeah, I didn't realize I, that. I was under the assumption that they just didn't want to share their picture or they didn't have one. That is that possible. Was the case. That's definitely yeah, possible. Yeah, that's oh, so possible. Carrie, <laughs> so that's interesting. So Carrie Collier. Hi, Vanessa, by the way. Um, I keep going back first. Mine is only first contacts. So apparently the LinkedIn in-mail, much as I hope you guys aren't actually using that, success rate is way higher if you have a photo that they can see. Oh, um, and I, I don't like to connect into people. I don't see the photo. It's, we're in a human business, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. I've always I can see your photo now, Carrie, sorry. just so you know. I'm stalking you. <laughs> <laughs> it's such We've a lovely photo. I don't know Carrie, so. <laughs> I, yeah, that we just talked about the surname. It's all about the surname. <laughs> well, one of our recruiters used the great example. You know, LinkedIn is a networking platform. And so you connecting with somebody without a picture is like you going to a networking event with a bag over your head yeah. and just saying, hey, you know, I'm Ashley. It just doesn't make any sense. You no. would never do that. So the point is to network and, and put a face to the name. Yeah. And I also use yeah. the same one across everything except Facebook. So that you can do like an image search and find my other mm. social networks as well. Because mm. yeah, good point. Yeah. So when it comes into, um, I appreciate this isn't quite the topic of the show, but I'm like fascinated. <laughs> so obviously you get them to build out their profiles, but do, do you ask them to share specific stuff? I mean, obviously you had your intern doing some videos, but how do you encourage them to share stuff yeah. other than want yeah. a job? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so the, the convenient thing is we have a content library that Audra mm. and I have really built out and our intern Caroline has done a fantastic job, you know, revamping it for us. But we have just a, I mean, it's, you can see it, it's external, but it's really for internal use. And it's just a, a library of all of our content. Mm. So I will go through training with LinkedIn and explain that you can add media. 
yeah. and embed media into your experience with Intenable. Mm. And so I always encourage them. And during the workshops, I'll ask them to pull it up and just add one while we're there so that yeah. they feel obligated and they'll do it anyway. <laughs> um, I'm you know, peer pressure. pressure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, on that note, really random thing that I've noticed. Sorry, I'm doing all this research on this at the moment. Make sure, even though you have to expand it out to see it in the summary, on the phone, which is where most candidates look at our profiles, they see the rich media in the summary straight away and don't see anything in the experience unless they know to roll to it. So I'd make sure mm -hmm. they put it in both. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just, oh, yeah, uh, that's a good point. Yeah. But a lot of people don't even know that you can even put, like, videos in rich media. It's amazing. So yeah. just letting people that's quite interesting. Yeah. But the library yeah. trick, a lot of, another thing is people don't know like what to tweet or what to post or they don't have time and they can 100% mix it up if they want to. Fantastic. But just if they're like, oh, I'm in a rush. I just want to post this. They can, no, they yeah. can relax. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. incoming Chung comment from Tris. Of course, challenging. We love you, Tris, really. Um, so this candidate experience stuff, is it new for Tenable? You, your guys' reviews online for interviews are not awesome. So shall we tackle that one? <laughs> and so Tris has written here, see so this candidate experience stuff that we're going to talk about, obviously. Is it new for Tenable? Your reviews online for interviews are not awesome. Ooh. Well, so, <laughs> fair point. so part of it. That should be nice. So, well, <laughs> I'll take the tough question. I like yeah. a challenge. So I mean You're the guest. Okay. <laughs> well, fair enough. So you have to take the the port interviews with a grain of salt. I'm not saying that, you know, you, you have to take them into consideration. Mm -hmm. Some people unfortunately do have a bad experience, but you know, if you're looking at Glassdoor, it's like Yelp. Most of the time, it's not going to be the people that had a fantastic interview experience. They don't care. You know, they're happy. They don't care. But the people who are upset are going to to post about it. So fair enough. But on the flip side, um, you know, in in our defense, we've actually done a lot of surveys internally and reached out to candidates that we've um, we've interviewed in the past. Some that were hires and some that got to an interview stage and weren't mm -hmm. selected. But oddly enough, those surveys came back that were super positive. So that the survey portion was actually pretty new. Um, so we actually launched that a couple of months ago. But from those surprisingly, you know, from the recruiter's perspective and like the way that the recruiters communicated the interview process um, all the way up to the offer stage, we had fantastic feedback. So, mm. I mean, it, you know, you kind of take it either way, but yeah. the and we did learn from the things that we need to work on. That's the whole point. Yeah. yeah. So sure. do you think that right. back? Because obviously it's all well and good. You're kind of going, yeah, yeah, we know, but you could well be putting people off from coming in to the company because this is the funny thing I see this on LinkedIn a lot you I mean actually there was one during the week which is hilarious because the recruiters are like oh boohoo it's so unfair that they can write reviews about us and it, there's me going but you take them seriously when you're you know looking at your holidays and you're making a purchase so do you kind yeah. of go back and say hey actually we are working on this or what what do you do with them so <laughs> well so that's a work in progress that, yeah, they, it's a work in progress for everybody, so don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just so, curious. I mean, so, so some of it is uh, like when candidates do come to us or the recruiters, yeah. and they'll they'll point those out. So mm. they'll say, "Hey, you know, I looked online and I saw that this review was bad, or the interview process didn't go well for someone that was in a similar role." Um, mm. But we're pretty transparent, you know, when it comes to say, "Hey, yes, we we did realize that, you know." our interview process was not exactly the best um, for said role, but we're working on it. And mm -hmm. so we, we try to give some uh, transparency there, but you know, it's mm -hmm. always something for improvement, but we do take it back to 
the recruiters, the hiring managers, and we do see what we can do. And, you know, what, what of it is just a disgruntled candidate who didn't, re, you know, didn't listen when the recruiter gave the expectations, but also did we not follow up? Did we not meet the expectations that we laid out? So I think we're pretty transparent in that. Audra can correct me if I'm wrong, but we're, yeah. we're still working on it. Yeah, but I agree we have to look at each case as it comes because there was actually one just a week or two ago where the person said that uh, we kind of, we didn't show up for the interview and it turned out that they actually didn't, they were 15 minutes late and the hiring manager didn't stick around. And then that person actually came back and tried to get another interview with us after leaving a nasty review. And that's not always the case, but the point is each one has got to look at what happened. I I I do think from a community perspective, people work that out. You know, it's like when shopping yeah. internet you see a one star because the packaging was damaged and you're like really the product's fine like come on so I think but it's if you've got this consistency all the way right. through the reviews but that's where I think they're amazing because we didn't have that outlet in the past I think canon experience is actually fairly new for every company I think yeah, this is like completely. the first year there was talk about it last year but this is the first year people are really taking it seriously and there's the candy awards and um I think we're all just realizing how important it is and jumping in to see what we can do to make sure. And not just our recruiters, but let's not forget our apply process. <laughs> like yeah. so mm-hmm. many people are looking at that and saying, oh my God, there's 54 different clicks to apply. Or yeah. um, there's so much more. And then there's the content, the experience from the content. There's so much more than just the recruiters. You know, if they and, get back to someone or not, that's important, of course, but there's a lot more to it. But you also, I mean, I raised this on last week's show, but I don't know if I actually heard this. So if you actually advertise on LinkedIn itself, Rather than your, I think your jobs are scraped into LinkedIn, aren't they? So when people apply, they go to the ATS. But if someone actually puts their job on LinkedIn, as soon as you review that application, the candidate gets a notification. That's like another layer of pressure for recruiters who are going, I got a hundred applications for this one role. I can't go back to everybody. Like I could try, but you know. And it's like, God almighty. It's like just transparency to a point. It shouldn't be that far, in my opinion. Right. Nobody likes an email from the ATS that says that's sent to the other 99 people that says you didn't make it. But what's the solution? Because it's too many people to reach out. They have to. They're now like, if you advertise LinkedIn, you better go back to everyone. So yeah, if they interview, but they don't even. And also, if unless the um, the job seeker is actually paying for the LinkedIn for a premium, they can't see how many people applied. So in their head, they're like, well, why didn't I get a response? You know, five people applied. Oh, joy. <laughs> I still see the benefit of being in a transparent world. It's very different from when I started my career. But, <laughs> but it makes yeah, it, is. it does make it tough because it's, you know, you get the candidates that are like, it's almost like a, they're used to companies that are much smaller. They're, you know, they're not interviewing as many candidates. You know, maybe Tenable five, six years ago didn't get nearly as many applications as they as we do now. Now we're over 15,000 plus in a year. And so... I actually will tell candidates that when they're like, you know, the recruiter took a long time to get back to me, if, you know, if I meet them at a career fair or something. Right. And I'm like, listen, I, you don't know this, but we get 15,000 applications and we do try to go through almost all of them one by one to make sure that we're giving everyone the same experience. So it does sometimes take us a longer, mm-hmm. longer bit to get back to you. Um, and sometimes we just don't have the bandwidth to be able to yeah. say, give you a phone call and say, hey, you weren't selected just because you sent mm-hmm. in an application. 
So mm -hmm. that's, it's pretty tough to explain that to a candidate. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to the experience. You don't want to make them sound or feel unimportant or like, mm -hmm. oh, well, you know, you, you applied, but you didn't make it to an interview. So we don't care about you. And that's not the case, mm -hmm. but it's so tricky to make sure you're kind of balancing on those, those two pillars. Really. I think that's we're actually part really, of yeah. is to, um, our job is actually to make sure in some ways that we get less applications, but the right ones. And that's the tricky part because right. sometimes you want to say like, look, the applications increase, but what if they're all stinky? <laughs> that's worse. Yeah. For our so we're mm -hmm. trying to like make sure we get the right applications and that's all yeah. about content. And I think really it's much worse if you don't go back to someone that's interviewed. I mean, I love oh, showing I'm, my expert oh, yeah. blast door with never heard back in inverted commas and stuff like that. Michael has yeah. written, treat everyone like your friend, let them know if they're not selected. Uh, oh, and then it moved. Um, <laughs> they may not like the news, but they appreciate the transparency. Last year, I made four hires from referrals from rejected candidates because I was honest and took the time to let them know. That's really cool. Yeah, that's true, though, but if they interviewed again. What about those mm. 99 people that are that didn't even get to the process of the interviews? You can't treat all of them like a friend. I mean, Yeah, but I do think it's like that. I mean, so the, so the sat-nav on the car, right, I finally started using mine, right, because I've been driving around like an old-school person not using it. And it's like, oh, look, I know in 10 minutes I'm going to arrive. Isn't that exciting? Like, I know exactly when I'm going to arrive. And I think we've started becoming that we want that certainty all the time. So actually, if I send you an application, I just want to know one way or the other, I'm in or out, even if it is a little mm -hmm. bit automated. You can at least automate it and use my name. You could even say, look, we got 1,600 applications. We're doing the best we can. And also, I feel... If that person really wants to work for you and you send them a, you know, it has your contact details on the bottom, et cetera, they could make a huge effort to get in touch with you and to keep in touch with you. I don't know. Yeah. What's KC's going off here? Hi, KC. Hmm. It gets a bit tougher when you get 50,000 applications a month. Right. Imagine if you're Google or. <laughs> yeah. You can show them more love than a note that the application was received. Yes. So, I mean, I, I think what Audra's referring to is we do send the mass email, but then also sometimes candidates, it's just not enough to them. So that's kind of the battle is they, they're like, well, that wasn't enough. I didn't want a canned response because of my application. Yeah, so hours in their application. It, right. Yeah, like a stinky email a month later that's, that they know everyone else got. It's, it's not but ideal. Do you but you write, we know that you'll have invested valuable time in this application. I mean, we've, our email's pretty, I think, impressive. We made it. I mean, there's a standard ATS one, and I hope people are not using that awful so we've added yeah. like links to learn more links to keep in touch we've tried to make it absolutely like as an informative and there's a couple mm. cool vendors that are trying to to touch that which i think is really interesting i don't know if it's going to work but uh rejobify is one which actually i showed you last week where they actually say well you didn't it's in that generic email so you just pop it in your ats and it says well you didn't make it but here's some valuable resources and it signs them up if they want for like you know emails about um getting a job at your company or wherever and it had some valuable stuff so we'll see if that kind of takes off How's that spelled? can you put it in the rejobify job and career arc also has a version too but that's the thing people are looking into this which is cool like instead of saying no saying no but here's something mm. valuable and hoping yeah. that people appreciate that we'll see if it takes off yeah I do think people like to know it's a no rather than I did all that effort and never heard anything. I, I, I get what you're saying. We had this concern about the can. But again, if they surely if they come back and go, that wasn't good enough, then you'll go, OK, right. They really want to know. They really think they were right for this role. So it's really worth me revisiting because they may well be right. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Um, when it comes to treating uh, candidates like customers, actually, um, let's talk a little bit about our career site changes we've made that are, you know, making it more kind of like an Amazon and the, the different, our job postings. Do you want to touch on those? I think those are really cool. Yeah. So one of our goals is really to make sure that, you know, think about a customer journey. There's people that are in every step of it, right? Mm -hmm. There's some like when you're buying a car, you, you decide one day that you want a new car. And then so you're going to start doing research on what type of car you want, what dealership you're going to want to go to and going back to jobs. Maybe one day you decide and maybe you don't. Maybe one day you're like, hmm. I want to see what's out there, explore opportunities. So we try to build content within to our job postings that really cater to um, candidates in every step of that journey. So, you know, we have video job descriptions for folks that are really interested in the role, want to know the day to day, want to know the tips um, that, that they, they need to be able to get the job there. But we also have videos um, that are kind of part of an introduction, like, hey, this is just what the culture is like. This is an event that we did. Um, we had our company picnic or um, just very casual interviews or fun videos. So we try to add some content that really just gets people engaged and aware once they get to our, mm. our career site. Yeah. Um, some of our job postings are, have these really cool graphs on it. It's just a couple right now. I don't, Audrey, I can't remember what the tool was that used it, but it basically is like a web graph and it will share, you know, how much of each technology or skill you'll be utilizing in that role. So it's like, Hey, you know, this is mostly software engineering with, a touch of, you know, people interaction or, you know, we get a little more in depth than that, but those are pretty neat as well. Um, the tool just a couple of things. But I can't remember the name of it, but it's from Hung Lee. Mm -hmm. So you probably heard of it. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called, but it was really neat because it, you know, it's, it's for visual people. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a visual person and it's great to say, okay, well, this is mostly recruiting and not so much employer branding. So mm -hmm. I don't really want that job. Like oh, you're those are, yes, yeah, that's really cool. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. That's, that's mm. important. Cause like I'm a video person. So I'd watch the video where someone maybe in sales or somewhere else would have no interest in the video and they would just really get to the bullet. So whatever. So yeah. You gotta, mm -hmm. Who's going to be applying. I'd probably yeah. listen to it, not write it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then another part of it is um, that we're, we're kind of testing out right now is just doing email nurturing. So we don't know if our application process is too long or where we're, mm. we're you know, we're trying to improve our drop off rate, but um, sending out emails just saying, hey, little nudge, you you started an application with us, but you didn't finish and mm. giving them some more content and encouraging them to go back and finish your application. So that's another thing we're trying to we're testing out right now. Um, but we definitely want those candidates to know, hey, we saw you apply. We're still interested. I hope you finish your application so we can move forward. Yeah, unless me, they're not someone you want to move forward with. How do you vet that? <laughs> Yeah, Audra. <laughs> yeah, with this, you know, with this type of system. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's amazing how the drop-off rate that's like an average drop-off rate I heard is like 90% or like 85, even with a good like ours is only a few clicks. It's short. Um, but we've really been working on improving that, which has been great. But maybe they're not right mm -hmm. for the role. Maybe they're just looking and right. Maybe they watch the video and they decide not to apply, which is a good thing. And yeah, potentially, because yeah, so that yeah, because you'll have to watch that, won't you, and see if you actually just are increasing. What did you call them? The stinky. I nearly called them shitty. The stinky application. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you're not doing that as well. So obviously, the topic was all about like I mean, from the consumer side, learning from that. So have you brought that aspect in? What you were saying before, I take it with the more videos and that kind of thing. Is there anything yeah, else awesome. you've been doing? 
Yeah, just our, if you look at our job descriptions, they're more like an Amazon like checkout. Like you can favorite a job, you can put them in a cart. Um, so you so it's easy to get back to what you want. Just trying to make it easy and simple. The simpler, the better, really. Although then you have those people that say, oh, don't make it too simple because then too many people will apply. But then there's the other theory that most generally I'm hearing is that the sim simpler, the better. Because mm -hmm. the people that are really good aren't going to spend an hour, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of the time those forms are just silly anyway and you're copying and pasting your CV out of one into the other, which is just kind of silly, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Not good. Yeah. Part of it is convenient. I, I've tested it out a couple of times is if you want to enter your information to, to request more um, mm. on a job posting, it'll save your information so that if I go back and revisit a certain job and I didn't enter my information or I didn't hit submit, it'll save my name and email address. So I'm like, oh, okay, I can mm. just click of a button, I can apply, and then um, my information's already sent over to Tenable, which is really convenient. Yeah, completely. Uh, Billy has a question for Ashley. Did you look at any specific consumer industries when designing the journey? And if so, what do you think was the most aligned? <laughs> Shopping. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I think for us, it was really looking at like what the other tech companies were doing. So not necessarily mm -hmm. other industries, but I think that anything, I, I kind of go back to retail, which might sound a little silly just for some inspiration, but things like cart abandonment, you know, people put yeah. things in their cart, they decide they're done with it. And then, you know, they get an email from Target has done this to me. Hey, why didn't you buy these things? So that's kind it's of one of the- and, oh yeah. So and so when it doesn't you know, work on you or it does, Audra? They do. All right. Oh, yeah. no, I empty my cart. I'm really good. I will not leave stuff in my cart. If I'm not gonna buy it, I empty it. <laughs> I, do, I, have I think someone right? else might want it and I've just put the last one in my cart. That would be rude. Oh well that's why I save mine so that no one takes it if I want to go back. <laughs> I'm kind oh, of a jerk. So you're the reason I can't buy anything. <laughs> it's all in Ashley's cart. My She's fault. not buying any of it this year, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> I call no, but I'm saying, oh, sorry. You know, you go finish this. That's good. No, go ahead. No, no, you're well, answering no. Billy's question. Yeah, I'm changing the subject. Oh, I mean, so I think I always go back to again retail. It's just those experiences, or you know, you talk about customer customer service, mm -hmm. and yeah. you're talking to a candidate, and they're asking you what the process is going to be like. It's the same thing as going into a store, and you're you know, you're interacting with a customer and you're expecting it to go a certain way and it doesn't, you get upset. It's just a matter of simplifying what, you know, interactions you have on a daily basis and taking that back to recruiting. And I think that's the way that it's really easy to get the recruiters involved. You just mm -hmm. have to simplify it a little bit and just not so much think about, well, let's look at what our competitors are doing um, to treat their candidates better. It's okay. Think about you walking down the street and stopping into an ice cream shop. If they're sit, you're standing there waiting to take an order or waiting for them to take your order and they ignore you, you're going to get pissed off and you might leave and go complain to your friends and they'll be like, wow, well, I don't want to go there. So mm -hmm. same thing with applying and having a bad experience. Yeah. I've had that and I've gone to people and been like, I had a bad experience when I applied or interviewed. And so they've actually been like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. And they avoid it. So. Yeah. So I went to uh, a restaurant in London last night. So my friend who earns bucket loads of cash takes me to this very expensive restaurant. And it was like eye-watering expensive. And, oh, my God, could we get a drink? Like the length of time it took. I will not go back on that basis alone because I would like my Can drinks to arrive before review? my meal arrives. And will I write a review? Maybe not. I'll probably tell a lot of people. It does not matter. But now you could leave a review and thousands yeah. and thousands of people could 
didn't see it. Yeah, because I'm just like, wow, you are charging so much. You could have a couple more staff to cope with the volume of people in here. To, it was extraordinary. Um, the food was exquisite, but it was just like, I just want my... So it's simple things, and, and I will vote with my feet. So actually, you'd love me. Um, for um, So I just had a really, really bad experience purchasing some white goods. So I've just had to buy a whole load of new white goods for my new kitchen. And I tweeted the company to say, I'm really glad I was in a position for, to buy these for the same price, but not from you, because your service is yeah. so bad. And it, we're, we're talking like a couple of thousand pounds worth of stuff that made me feel so good doing that. Because I was just like, yeah. I voted with my feet. Yeah. Like you've already said, Katrina, you used to be able to treat your employees like crap and they could just tell their yeah. 10 friends. Yeah. <laughs> now they mm -hmm. can tell 100,000. Really Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. But it's so, it's so important, though, because you think about any other experience you have. Like you just talked about the restaurant and you said the food was exquisite, but the service was so bad. And for the price, it wasn't worth, you know, you no. probably wouldn't return. So someone could come here and have a poor candidate experience and an employee could say, but it's a great place to work. And it's like, mm. yeah, but from the bad, I wasn't treated very well. So I'm not really interested in working there. It's, mm. you know, first impressions matter. So. Mm. Um, so imagine, oh. imagine if you went to an ice cream shop and they made you create an account to then buy ice cream. Yeah, like, yeah, gotcha. You think about job applying or used to be, you would have to put in your social security. It wasn't mm. that long ago, it was insane. So it's just making it. So I don't know, Adam's just doing a takeover. Um, so back to Billy's question, though, this is the question from Adam. Uh, there's a big difference between the journey a consumer goes on to buy Dr. Pepper versus a super yacht. Where do you think recruitment Ooh. journeys compare best? So wow. I'd say well, let's say a retail job versus maybe a job where you need, you know, director or senior director. Yeah, They're gonna want a but it's more like right? a big purchase, isn't it? It's more like a car or a house or a big holiday because it's it's life changing. If we get it wrong, mm -hmm. um, you know, they mightn't be able to pay their bills and end up out on the street and all that kind of stuff. You know, if, if they were to change mm -hmm. jobs, we do play with people's lives, don't we? What mm -hmm. we do. Yeah, and it's a big decision. So mm. um, that's I, I think I've I've done a presentation similar where I say, hey, it's like buying a house. Mm. You know, it's a big decision. There's other people's lives are involved, not just the candidates. Often mm. they have families, so you have to think about it that way. But still, um, you know, or buying a car. You go to two different dealerships for the same car. You go to two mm. different companies for the same job. One treats you better, gives you a better experience. Who's going to get your business? Who's mm. going to get mm -hmm. your sales? Yeah. It might even affect, sometimes even price. You might still go to the place with a better experience if it's just a little bit more, I find. Because mm -hmm. you feel like you can work with them in the future. Yep. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Great question from Billy. Big problem with online reviews and feedback, though, is the negative ones are still spoken about more than the positive. Yeah, that's because the natural nature of human beings, isn't it? Uh, however, how can you encourage more candidates to talk about their good experiences? We've done a bit of that, actually. Yeah, we've done well, some email marketing, um, you know, internally. So um, maybe you shouldn't call it email marketing, but um, we'll reach out <laughs> to some colleagues. Back before yeah, you were marketing, that's what you used to call it. Yes. <laughs> but we actually, um, the last time we did it, we used Clinch. So it worked really well because yeah. we got some great data on who opened it, who clicked on it. So we did, a, you know, we sent a link to mm -hmm. Glassdoor and we just said, hey, you know, you've been here for a couple months. We want to hear some feedback. How do you like, how has it been so far? Has your experience been? Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, it, that's all we can do, really. We can't say, hey, we really want you to write a great review. We want them to be honest and genuine. But to send out just some communication to just remind them, hey, if you had a good experience, let us know. I mean, you know, we want to be able to know what we're doing well, what we need to improve upon. But 
the good thing about sending it, you know, through clinch was we were able to see, okay, well, half of the people clicked it. So hopefully they wrote a review, but we could obviously see them coming in, which was great. But I think mm-hmm. sometimes just giving them a little nudge, but the way that we communicated is like, Hey, we're going to do something with this. It's not just, mm-hmm. we want you to make us look nice. And you know, the vanity piece, mm-hmm. it's more, Hey, we really want that feedback so that we can improve or know what we're doing well to show the team. Like yeah. we're doing a good job. Or we're not. Which yeah. is vital. And I, I do know a client who did do a mass email to their company and obviously that didn't work work very well. So you're obviously being quite targeted with who. So people who are sort of six months in. Mm-hmm. Is, is mm-hmm. that right? Another good, another good t- time I had was that actually just at old, very old school. We were at, I was at an event. There was a really cool company event. It's an internal hackathon and all our R&D people were there and they were having a blast. I saw them like working together, mm. enjoying it. And I just stood up in front of all of them at the end and just told them, it, it explained what Glassdoor was because some of them didn't even know yeah. and just said, leave an honest review. But I mean, hey, what a great time to ask for it when they've just had an awesome you know, mm. company experience. But it's not, it was completely legi- like legitimate. They were, ha- they were happy to be at the company having a great week. Why not tell people that they liked it? Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. That's fine. We got like 10 five-star reviews out of that, which was fantastic. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. But people just don't think about leaving a review. It's just you get busy with your day-to-day. You're not thinking about Glassdoor, especially if you don't work in recruitment. So it's just letting them know that that's out there and that they can have their say. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to, I see Michael mentioned that he asks new hires for Glassdoor reviews after the first week. We actually used to do that, um, you know, during their first week uh, with onboarding and everything. But we found, Mm -hmm. at least for us, it just wasn't working very well because they Mm -hmm. were just flooded with information. They had to register for different accounts and logins that they needed internally. So the last thing they, you know, had time to do is go to Glassdoor, which, so that's kind of where we went with the reaching out to new hires after a couple months and just saying, hey, how's it going? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, at that point, I think we were only asking for a a review on our interview process, Mm -hmm. um, which was great, but that doesn't affect your score. So that's why, right. which is still like, again, useful. Um, but that's why it's better if you can get someone that's actually been with the company a while and can leave a legitimate mm. review. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, do, I mean, I do, I think it takes some effort to balance it out. Yeah. You so, definitely don't want to do a mass email and just be like, make us look good. Cause then it, the opposite. Well, up there and say the yeah. My, <laughs> my client, well, my client wasn't my client when they did that. So they learned the hard way. Cause I'm like, no, you never do that. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but also it's, I always feel it's important to go to those people who have been around a long time, who are very loyal, you know, who in, refer people in that kind of thing, you know, could you possibly, you know, we would love to hear what your thoughts are, but you do re- refer people in. So you obviously think it's a good company. That's a good point. We should tie in our people that do the most referrals and speak to them. Mm. Yeah. And just say, look, yeah. You know, you understand the importance of these and we're just trying to balance it out. But you sure as hell don't want them all coming in on the same day and things like that. So yeah, I don't like the idea of gaming the system, but at the same time, if it's so out of balance, what the truth is, and mm-hmm. people are, you'll see they'll put the little mark saying, you know, that, that it's actually influenced their decision, that they found it helpful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sort of thing. And, and I think have- we should say there's way more than Glassdoor as well, shouldn't we? Right. What there's was the one I sent you the other day? I can't remember what comparably is actually getting even more popular now as well. Mm-hmm. We'll see if Hulu makes it over in the States. They're trying. I don't know if it'll. Well, they're huge in it. Europe. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, with Google for Jobs, of course, it's even more. So when you click in, if it's advertised on Glassdoor, it will show as well. Mm-hmm. And they scrape. So. 
It'd be really interesting to see if we keep getting more of these review sites or they start just collaborating into just a few. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. There's a lot of them around. Yeah. I mean, indeed, of course. I don't know if Tris is still here. Fairy God um, Boss. Hmm? Fairy God Boss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is Tris gone or is he still here? Oh, he's gone. Um, so indeed have them as well. So I don't think yep. you can do much. So. Yeah. Or there's just social media. Like you said on Twitter, people could just go on Twitter and say they're. I really love sending that tweet. Oh, they were straight back. Yeah. They weren't at the time when I really needed them when they were being so-and-so's earlier in the year, but no. Oh, they were straight back. Is there anything we can do? I'm like, nope. But doesn't it take something like 18 or something? It's a, some incredible number of positive experiences before it'll undo the really bad one. Ooh. I thought you were just talking about like touch points. Like before you're actually going to apply, they say there's 12 to 18. Uh -uh. No, from a, bad, from a bad experience, a bad customer service experience, it's a really high number before you'll go back to compensate it out. I, I also see... But I think if you, if you handle it right, you can actually get someone that's more loyal. I've seen times where you know a company makes a mistake, but they oh you know overcompensate and really make up for it, and then I think you can actually win in the end if you if you handle it right. Yeah, they failed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good fun. Definitely. I think some pe people forget that it's not. People always don't want even candidates you to just go you know begging at their feet like I'm so sorry whatever they just want you to listen. So, yeah. you know, if they say right off the bat, hey, I had a bad experience and talking mm. to them and saying, what, what, what did we do that we can improve upon so that this doesn't happen to someone else in the future? Mm. And I think, you know, that's like anywhere you have a bad experience. You just, a lot of times you just want to vent and you want them to know, yeah. hey, you really screwed up. Like, you know, fix it for someone else. If I was in else. your shoes, I'd feel like that too. Like that little empathy piece. That's all, you know, all anyone yeah. wants. So Audra had to live through the uh, courts the other day. Last night. I actually had, had, so did most of my Facebook friends. And, um, I, you know, I ring up this company. I needed a, re a refund because they can't supply it because someone's on holiday. And I get told they're going to send me a check. And, like, that means I have to spend an hour going to the bank and wait mm -hmm. for it to clear. Oh, well, I've paid for new courts. It is not cheap stuff. And, and mm -hmm. I, she just didn't offer any empathy. That's all I wanted. I probably would have taken the check. If she'd just gone, oh, I know, Katrina, I'm really sorry. I'd feel the same if I was in your shoes. I know it's frustrating. Mm -hmm. We just have this stupid system. And I'd have gone, okay, then. But she didn't. She was just rude. Straight back rude. Mm -hmm. Admittedly, I did say, what year is it, 1984? But, you know, <laughs> I'm the customer. <laughs> and I just got shocked at the fact they yeah. can't just transfer my money back when I just transferred the money in. So, yeah, it's all good fun. But, yeah, they did mm -hmm. sort it out and they have made a lot of customer order. So there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can totally come around from a bad experience. Yeah. But it's hard. Yeah. So what's the, um, obviously I know you're looking to come to London next year, but what's the plan like as far as how you see your role developing and changing over the next, say, six to 12 months? Oh, so this is actually wonderful timing. <laughs> well, Audra and I have really been talking about that because we've we've gotten to this stage where we really do have to have a focus on someone that's really targeting, you know, our employer branding and recruitment marketing mm -hmm. efforts. And part of that is obviously candidate experience. And there's so mm -hmm. much that goes into it. And, you know, there's ed an education piece. It's educating mm -hmm. the recruiters, the hiring managers. Um, there's training them. There's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we haven't even like, talked about the candidate experience from the hiring managers. If yeah. they go to school and there's so much there too. Oh, they do right, awesome so stuff. training them. <laughs> yeah. right. and, and 
feedback that they give. Sometimes their feedback is just, you, you, you don't, you save that for when you go home and, you know, you, <laughs> you know, you talk to your, your spouse or whatever, but it's just, uh, you know, there's so many things that are focused um, that we really want to get into. And it's just really more like getting into the details of, Hey, what are we going to do to improve candidate experience? What can mm -hmm. I do specifically? But right now we're, we've been so across the board with our, our job duties because mm -hmm. there's only two of us. But I think we're at the point where we've grown so much that it's like, okay, we have a lot more applicants. We're, we're really trying to attract top talent here. We, like Audra said, we're trying to make sure that we don't necessarily get more applicants, but they're more quality applicants. Mm. So it's more about the strategy behind that. And uh, we definitely are hopefully going to be focusing on that a little bit more in the future. But right now it's kind of hard when there's just two of us. And I shouldn't yeah. say that or complain because I know there's people probably listening mm. that are a team of one and yeah. they do all of it. They're probably like giving me the bird behind this camera right now, but um, <laughs> I but props to them though because it's it's a very hard job to focus on all of these efforts and still making sure that you're touching on all of them effectively. So yeah, yeah, so many pieces. Uh, our company has been growing very fast, so hopefully our continue. Our company's been really growing very fast every year, so hopefully our team will continue to grow. Because I mean, it was just me. Now I have Ashley, and we have two interns, so hopefully we'll keep growing. Yeah. I, I there's so much more we can do, like you said, Ashley. It, it is funny because uh, I did a facilitation between like the tech hiring managers and the sources at a company, and it was quite amusing because they just didn't realize how much of their in bad interviewing ends up out on the internet for the world to see either. So it's really good that you're tackling that piece and really saying, you know, you can't treat them like that anymore, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's... It's yeah. good in that respect. How are you getting their buy-in? Hiring managers? Like, mm. Or? Yeah, because sometimes they're just like, yeah, yeah, you can tell me all this and I'm not going to do anything. So how are you winning them well, over to you need to, whether you like it or not? <laughs> I mean, they like, they like stats. I mean, I think that especially with, you know, the work that we're doing, most of our hiring managers are with technical. And so they're very facts only logic. So yeah. it's kind of just showing them the numbers like, hey, this is how many people have declined our offers or, you know, this is where the struggles are. And sometimes it has to do with the interview process or the recruiter communicated one way and the hiring manager changed the, um, you know, the interview process and the recruiter didn't know, or the recruiter had to go back to the candidate and say, actually, we're going to add three more interviews to this process. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying that that happens yeah. all the time, but it does. So it's just a matter of educating yeah. the numbers like, Hey, you're these people are dropping off and this is the mm. feedback we've received but i think it all goes back to you know dollars and business it's all about return on mm -hmm. investment so hey we're trying to save you time because yeah. we don't want you to more candidates we're trying to save you money because hiring the wrong candidate is obviously going to cost you Very or expensive. having an open vacancy for a long time is going to cost you so i think mm. if you're speaking their language when it comes to money and mm -hmm. time and you know the the stats behind it it's it's much easier to get their buy-in oh that's cool well, i'm also in our company it's pretty cool that a lot of our hiring managers have like hiring goals and hiring needs into their performance reviews too mm -hmm. which is great which we it's really made them kind of buy into it we have a whole hiring mm -hmm. plan from the beginning of the year that sets like you know what they need to do to hire and obviously yeah. we're going to help them um so that way they they have to also if you, you know we're giving them everything we can but they're just sitting on it um mm. it's going to affect performance review too mm -hmm. that's cool but we have to they get training on interviewing and things like that as well that's something we've done in the past um and we're 
implementing even more. That's a project I'm actually working on right now. Um, yeah. But a lot of that was about bias training and um, diversity. Um, so we're working on even more of that for sure. Because mm -hmm. that's the hard part. New managers, it's a real challenge. If you become a manager and you were a technical person, you don't know how to. Yeah. So we, we do yeah. have a bunch of online resources, but we're trying to bring it inside and actually do it ourselves. Yeah. That's what my friend Sue Ingram does is a lot of that, like training baby managers and especially in difficult conversations, <laughs> which is firing and interviewing both are. Um, mm -hmm. which is really cool. I'm I've just seen her disrupt HR talk on that. It's really funny. Because she's like, you know, promote them and they die. <laughs> but it's so true. And then so often they are in that situation. So, but I oh, know recruiters who aren't even taught to interview and end up interviewing. So, mm -hmm. yeah, our recruiters do a good job of, of educating the hiring managers, at least on the mm. process and what, from our experience, what we, the candidates expect. Like, mm. you know, if you're going to tell me that you want four different interviews and they're going to be an hour long each, then you have to tell me and that's what we're sticking to. Or if mm. you tell me that you're going to give me feedback to send to this candidate in 24 hours, then you better bet I have an email from you with feedback in 24 hours so I can communicate to the candidate. Yeah. Um, because you get, you know, we guarantee that on our end. And I say mm. we, cause I still get, recruit for the internship program, but yeah. you know, we go back and we give that feedback, but it's, you know, it's not giving a great experience when we're calling them back within that 24 hour frame and saying, unfortunately, I haven't heard back from the manager, even though I, you know, I guaranteed that and he guaranteed that he or she. And so you're going to have to wait now. That's that's better than just going ghost on them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you don't want to do that. But that's kind of where the education with the hiring managers comes in. It's like, hey, just because you decided yeah. to change things up doesn't mean that the candidate's going to be that flexible. Like they have other jobs. They have, you know, they have to take time off for this. You can't do that to them and not give them, a, you know, expect them to be upset or have a bad experience. I almost think going back and telling them I haven't got it yet, but I'm going to go get it is better than not, though, because the number yes. one complaint I hear is recruiter ghosting. Um, oh, it's, yeah. it's quite funny because there's a few, again, on the flip side, recruiters now complaining that candidates are ghosting. I'm like, well, what do you expect? We've been doing it to you know people for years. So it's like, and still do it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's quite amazing. So. Yeah, no news is news to a candidate. So yeah. even if you call them and say, I've got nothing for you to yeah. them, that's something, and they appreciate that. But so, even if you go, I've you tried know, to chase, I can see his diaries booked out in solid meetings. I'm sure it's not, you know, I'll, I'll be, st I'm on it. They're going to be like, oh, mm -hmm. great. That actually, she's awesome. So <laughs> it's just clarity then, and certainty, isn't it? Yeah, but then there's also a transparency piece because I, mm. you know, in, in my past experience, not with thankfully anyone where I work now at Tenable, but there have been recruiters that don't anyway. want to have, yeah, <laughs> no, I swear, but no, but there's, you know, recruiters that don't want to have those uncomfortable conversations and reject a candidate yeah. over the phone which and give the feedback. So they'll push it out and push it out and say, I don't have anything yet. And then they send a rejection email, which is awful. But so, it, yeah. But they get them trained in difficult conversations. It's, it's like crazy. Do a lot of recruiters right. get that though? I think it's great, nope. but I don't know. Yeah. No. Nope. But that's a great that's idea. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's just respect, isn't it? That someone invested the time, you know, all coming, preparing, coming all the way to your company, spending the interview time, getting home, all that kind of stuff, all the stress that's involved because they are stressful. So. Yeah. It's just, yeah, so they should learn how to have those conversations. Yeah, I even had a bad experience before I ended up coming to Tenable. Um, when I wasn't looking for an opportunity, I had a recruiter reach out to me that was interested, mm -hmm. you know, pitched a role to me. I said, okay, I'm interested. They were so quick. They they really pressured me to move quickly. And they were like, okay, can you come in and interview tomorrow for two hours? And it was an hour away, at least just wherever that 
the hiring yep. manager was at the time. Then the next day they wanted me to do an hour long phone interview. And then that, you know, the following week, another interview and they pressured me and wanted me to move so quickly. And I'm like, first of all, I didn't even know if I wanted this job. Second of all, mm-hmm. you're rushing me. You're not being flexible. Like I have a job right now. And yeah. then they were like, okay, we'll give you feedback. We're trying to move quickly. They went ghost on me for three days and then sent me a rejection email, like a canned response. And I was so pissed because I'm like, you rushed me, you weren't considerate of my time. And then you sent me an email. So did I write them a review on Glassdoor? I did. (laughs) It's been that long since I've interviewed. I haven't been able to do that. I can't wait. One day. I was was (laughs) very mad. I might just write one for fun. Pick a company. (laughs) And normally I wouldn't do that because I understand like, you know, as a recruiter, it really freaking stinks when you know someone had a bad experience and they write a review. And sometimes it's like, you know who it is and you're like, crap, you know, but sometimes like, hey, you have to know you can't you have to respect a candidate's time and understand they have other things going on or someone mentioned in the chat, you know, they have other opportunities. So you need to sell them on on why your job and not someone else's. And remember that if they're a good candidate, they have other interviews in the pipeline for themselves. So. Um, I always use, uh, I've got a brilliant example. It's, it's a Twitter Glassdoor review, actually. And uh, it's it's recruited a recruiter. So this girl got ghosted by a recruiter for a recruitment role and uses tracking software mm-hmm. so knows they open their emails. And like she looks like an excellent candidate just on the basis of the content of her review. You're just going, oh, my God, you track it. Like, that's so much better already than so many recruiters out there. And just the fact she did get ghosted is just appalling. It's not good. <laughs> Yeah. I can't imagine many job seekers are tracking their emails, but it's smart. But I still think there's a bit of fear amongst job seekers. Like I'd be inclined to stand up. You know, if you rejected me, I'd be straight on the phone and say, why? Tell me more. I really do feel I'm a great fit for this role. And I'd try a second attempt to sell myself because maybe you just went through my CV too fast. I mean, we're still recruiting on the ability of someone to write a CV, aren't we? So, but I think sometimes candidates are a bit scared to pick the phone up and, and get in touch and actually push boundaries a bit. A lot of them don't even probably know how to get the phone number though, I imagine, because they're not recruiters. Yeah, I suppose it's hard to go to Google. (laughs) (laughs) I've been tenable jobs, phone number, enter. Surely it can't be that hard to get your phone number, no? We don't have a main, well, you could call a secretary, but she's not going to send you down to recruitment. Even if it can. Unless you know a name. Follow up my application. That's appalling. Sorry. So if a candidate yeah, can... rings up and says, I want to follow up my job application, I haven't heard anything, should I say, well, oh, I'm sorry, and hang up? Huh? I don't know the answer to that. I hope no, not, because so I really do... disagree with that. We do get forwarded know. calls, but I think it's more of, they have to, it, it depends. So <clears throat> if it's somebody that references that, yes, they do get moved forward, transferred to one of the recruiter's lines. Sure. Um, Just put them through or somewhere. if... Yeah. Or if they know yeah. a name, of course, we're going to say yes. But the, I think the our receptionist knows that we get a lot of like um, agency recruiters that are trying to pitch the business. Yeah. And so, Sorry. you know, that's a right. That's a fault on us. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, when there's a candidate that calls and asks about a job or something, they do get pushed to somebody. Yeah. There, there, are are a lot of, there are a lot of companies out there that don't, though. That's why I was quick to because mm-hmm. I've, I've done an experiment in the past. Actually, said, no, I've applied for a job and I'd like to hear how my application went. And they just refuse to put you through. And you're going, okay, it's bad. I understand that agencies get through. Well, then you just go, oh, you're an agency. We've got a list by, hang up, move on. You know, it's a mm-hmm. two-second thing. So I just for that great candidate, perhaps you missed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We do have an email too that we always, always respond to. 
the right recruiter, you know, will will respond to it. Yeah. I'm just thinking if you, you know, it's all about candidate experience, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. and the fact they yeah, now I have mean, a way to vent, so we shouldn't be, yeah. Natalie agrees. Thank you, Natalie. Take all calls, even sales calls. <laughs> even you, Audra, mm-hmm. take those tech sales calls. <laughs> when Casey rings you, you take that call. <laughs> I'd be on the phone all day if I talked to all our vendors. So if you mm-hmm. call, though, I just get so many emails. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I love the ones that tell me I'm hiring and stuff like that. I saw on your website you're hiring. I'm like, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. They could use a little work on their candidate experience sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, a bit of social selling skills. So yes. we have just the five minutes to go. This has gone so fast. Mm-hmm. So next week is, from roll please. It's our 100th show. (laughs) We're a little bit excited about that. And we have two surprise guests. We're not saying who they are. And we, of course, are going to fight out my favorite topic of robots versus recruiters. Unfortunately, one of them is on the side of the robots. So actually, I have a feeling Audra (laughs) is, but that's because Audra has gone into that marketing fluffy stuff. So, Um, (laughs) but super excited about that. So make sure you tune in next week for our 100th show. Ashley, are there any final things you'd like to say in your last few minutes that you just thought I have to, I'm coming on the show, I have to say this, I've forgotten, or you've got everything out? Nope. No, I'm just <laughs> excited to be here. So I appreciate you guys um, inviting me to be on the show and thank you oh, to thank everyone you. in the chat. That's been so engaging. It's been super exciting. Cool. Well, thank yeah, we well, actually doing a webinar actually coming up yeah. together for ERE. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll have right to um, tweet that out. I have the link. Yeah, we're teaming up. Yeah, what are we talking about? Um, candidate personas and building the right content for um, a persona each step in the journey. Cool. Very, very yeah. cool. We'll make sure yeah. you check the link in. Even if I end the show, it doesn't matter. You can put the link in later. So it'd be really yeah. cool. Yeah. Fabulous. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Enjoy your weekends. Thank you, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Audra. See you Thanks, next guys. week Thanks, for our 100th show. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> bye, guys. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.